your girl Nina Montañez. Hey yo, what to it do with your boy Rue and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and this is Sofrito Speaks. Hey yo everybody, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. What's going on everybody? Buenos días, damas y caballeros. And we're still doing this. Yes, okay, we're okay, here. Okay, we're okay. here. Welcome back to Sofrito Speaks. This is season number four. Episode, the correct episode number four. Because I think last episode we said it was episode four. It was actually episode three. We ain't shit. But we're here. We're oh, doing it. so here, baby. We got a cute little episode for you guys today. So we hope you guys stay and get entertained. Let's get right into our first section, which is El Chisme. This is the part of the show where we let you know what had us fucked up or jodio, good or bad, everything in between. Nina, lead us in. It's crazy because, like, I dead was like, I'm going to save this for El Chisme. And then I completely forgot what we were talking about. Mm. What were we talking about? You were... We covered so many topics. So I haven't seen Ruben in like forever. We, Two weeks. We burned. That's forever. We burned through. I swear to God, I felt like I saw you more in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> well, the streets is open and you know I belong to the streets. Baby. Period. I'm back, I'm back in the streets. Period. Baby. What we talking about? No, that ass. I really don't remember what it was that I wanted to. To uh, talk about, and I know that it was we good. We were talking about uh, dating. Were we talking about dating? We were talking about dating. What aspect of dating were we talking about? Uh, this was, guys, this was like five minutes ago. This was dead ass five minutes ago, and <laughs> I probably should have written it down, but I was like, oh, I'm going to remember this. And then too much time lag happened in between, and then I was, I'm the queen of covering several topics in one. Well, I'm going to let you think about that, and I'm going to go into minds. So. Anybody else just feel like work just has you fucking fucked up? Like you're just fucking done and over it. You don't want to do it anymore. I say it all the time. I don't know how people stay at jobs for, you know, 30 years, 40 years, 20 years, shit, even five years. I don't know what to do. I had a panic attack the other day um, because at my job where I work, I am in a small, tiny office where there's no windows. There's no sh- no sign of life outside of my door. So I'm just like freaking out because I'm sitting in front of a computer for like eight to like seven to eight hours a day. And it's just been driving me crazy. And literally when I left, I had called one of my friends and I was like, yo, I am done. I quit. Like, I'm not doing this shit no more. I'm so fucking done with this job. I'm ready to, like, just fucking go work at McDonald's. I'll be okay. Like, it is what it is. Like, you're, you're, this is, this is life in America. Tell me you live in America without telling me you live in America. Like, I, like, she had to calm me down and be like, yo, like, you got plans. You got, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you need this job. You need this money right now. You got a car. You got bills. Like, and I'm just like, oh, I fucking hate being in this predicament mm-hmm. because when I was living in New York, I was just very quick to be like, I'll just find another job. Right. Like I'll just, I'll find another job. And it's just, my job is not a huge responsibility. Like I don't do shit all day long besides be on social media. If anyone has not noticed his lives, be lit. I am. No, they're not <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> like I am literally on social media like eight to nine hours a day. But I spend a lot of I've been spending a lot of time on LinkedIn trying to uh, figure out how that works out. And I've been applying to a lot of jobs like at Spotify and BuzzFeed and Mm. um, iHeartRadio. I'm trying to level up and find a job in a field where I know that I care about. Like, I know this sounds really bad to say I don't care about the healthcare field, 
<clears throat> I don't have a passion for it. Um, but I do have a passion for media and entertainment and being in those spaces and those rooms. So I'm trying to like figure out a way to get myself one of those positions. Um, you know, it's kind of hard cause I don't have an education. I just have a GED, but my experience speaks for itself. I mean, I have a lot of, uh, experience building brands and, and helping out here and there. I don't know everything, but I know, you know, I know the ins and outs and the basics. So if anybody that's listening knows anybody in these, you know, jobs, I'm putting it out there and letting the universe do what it needs to do. Like, yo, hit me up. I'm in the space of looking for a fucking creative ass job, doing creative ass shit with productive ass people Things that make people happy, that make their employees happy, and that's what I'm looking for. And that's what's had me fucked up in, out, and everything in between. Because it's like, you need to work, obviously, but do you like your job? Like, is that a thing? Like, do people like where they work? Do people... I don't know. That's that's just weird. Dead ass. I cannot imagine. If I'm not like... If my work involved traveling and things like that, then I can see someone being like, I love my job. But if I'm sitting in an office day in and day out and dealing with the same fucking bullshit, I people that have been in jobs for 40 years, what is that like? But I mean, I look at it and I look at other like the people there and I'm like, you guys have like no ambitions in life. You have to work because you, you know, you need to provide for your families, which is understandable. I am a single man. Uh, I have no responsibilities besides myself. So I just real like I've come to this point where it's like you don't need to work these jobs to, you know, feel validated or comfortable. I can work three other jobs and be okay with that. Um, But I think the pressure of the quarantine and like the unemployment was running out at the time. So I was like, I'm ready for this job. I need this job. I'm so ready for it. This is what I want to do. And I am not that person anymore. <laughs> like, I have outgrown that person, and I'm just ready for more, especially with this move happening. Like, I think that just has me all the way fucked up. But did you remember? I did. So here's the thing. I do actually right now, going based off of what you just said, I enjoy both of my jobs at the moment. However, I'm sure it'll be short-lived at some point, and the honeymoon phase will be gone. But as of for right now. I'm cool with both of my jobs. Go. So what have what has me fucked up right now is me coming to the realization, and this is going to be an episode later on because this is a whole topic that we can do. Me realizing that I have become so accustomed to today's uh, era of dating. Um and I got myself fucked up because I always say, y'all know I, I'm a old soul. Y'all know I love me R&B and I wish I could meet somebody like, you know, motherfuckers met them back in the day. I think it's I think it's a dope concept. You know, you peep somebody, somebody peep you. Y'all approach each other. I think that shit is, I think it's fire. Um, but as you guys know, if you've been listening since season one, I do also know how to navigate dating apps. And I realized that I have become so used to it and it's become a level of comfort in terms of dating because, I mean, we're talking about dating, done, you know. Um, you know there's no guessing game. Like, you know that that person's interested in you because you had to swipe right. You know, you had to look through their profile to be like, oh, cool, like, I want to get to know this person. The um, majority just want to fuck. Yeah, a good majority. I, luckily for me, the I've had... Uh, 
good luck in terms of like meeting um, decent humans on dating apps. There's an, a couple of exceptions, whatever. Um, however, it is very, um, th- like I said, there's no guessing game. Like I know you're interested in me. I know you find me attractive. Like I, I know that. Um, in terms of dating for real, for real, like not on an app and it's just like, you know, you just happen to meet somebody, whether it be, you know, at a mall or in, in, you know, out and about out at a bar, whatever. Um, I realized that there's a level of insecurity that I have because I've been so accustomed to hiding behind my phone Mm -hmm. that I have, I dead ass, if I was a man, I'd have big dick energy for sure. Because when the way I speak to dudes on apps is like, yo, so what's up? And not in a terms of like, I want to hook up, but like, all right, so what are your intentions? You know, what are your thoughts on this or what's this or whatever, whatever. Like, I'll ask like hard hitting questions out straight out the gate. Yeah. And I realized that meeting people and dating like the old school way, you know, I peep you, you peep me. I'm insecure as fuck about it because I'm like, you know, obviously you have to be interested if you're accepting a date. But then it's like, how far does it go? You know, I would hope that, you know, people would want to say, uh, like, I've had people on the app be like, oh, you know, it was a good time. I'm just not interested. But I, I have so much fucking respect for people <clears throat> who hit me with that energy. Like, I appreciate that. Like, but because I wasn't feeling it either. Thank you. You just skipped a step for me. Um, <clears throat> so I the lifestyle of dating that I've always said that I wanted. I don't know if I want that shit anymore. To be honest, that the, the level of, that is a level of insecurity that I was not prepared for. You know, I've always been an actions versus words person, but I think I'm at the age now where I got to hear that you like me in order for me to be okay with it. Um, yeah. I know, think it's also a trust issue because it's like, you've met so many people that it's like, you just want to know you, not validated, but you want to know, like, this is not validated. Worth. Yep, that's the word. Validated, for sure. This is something worth pursuing. You don't want to waste your fucking time anymore. Right. But also with this, I have to learn patience. Mm. I am very used to, you know, either men being in my DMs, you know, talking about, yo, what's good? Like, I could treat you right. I can see the otro. Like, what, like, what you talking about, sis? What's going on, mommy? Like, I'm used to, like, dudes being, like, like that. But, like, there's one individual that I'm, like, Bro, are you being nice or what? Because I don't, I can't tell, bro. I'm like, are you just being really nice? And for some reason, when you're around, I don't have any thought process. My brain cells are like, there's like a song, like an elevator song that's in my head. Like nothing, no thoughts form, nothing. I'm like, what the fuck? Bro, what? I don't know me, gente. Dudes, if you listen to us, even women, if you could relate, yo, talk to me. What did you do? How did you figure it out? Because I'm not trying. I'm, I got me fucked up because I don't want to be the alpha female anymore. I don't. Give me a beta ass motherfucker. Give me somebody who's docile. I'm trying to take a backseat too. But the thing is, is that I like to lead. I'm, I'm very alpha-esque. I'm an alpha female for sure. I've done, I've dated the alpha males and it's just, we're just clashing. It's like, okay, well, who's wearing the pants? Mm. It's 2021, baby. Mm. Why can't we both wear the pants? <laughs> I don't like dresses. <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, so I think that we could definitely go into way deeper depth. It actually be fun because I'm friends with some dudes that I've actually dated. So to kind of have them on to be like, yo, let's pick your brain about this. How do you feel about this? Um, 
yeah because i'm not a bitter bitch so it's like if we both end because we just definitely are like now we're not for each other that we could still be cool you know yeah um which is rare which is very rare like i'm i am a homie like i really am a homie like i like i have friends that they know the drill like i have friends that like have been interested in me we never took it there but like they're still cool as shit. Like, they're, they're who I'll ask for, like, dating advice. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though initially they were interested in me like that and they never got like that, um, we're still cool people. Like, I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not, I don't have hate in my heart. I don't, we're not bitter. Like, and if I've cut you off, you know what you did because I don't, I don't block people. I don't anything. But if I cut you off, like, I don't give a fuck about your existence, you know what you did. Like, you had to have pushed the boundary in order for me to cut that off. But I digress. We can get into that. That's at a, at a lot of day. energy to block someone off of just off of a date. No, not like that. I'm talking about oh. like people I've dated, not just yeah. off of one date, but like people I've dated. Um, and again, go back to you've got mail season one. That is <laughs> that is a fun one for sure. Um, but I definitely have me fucked up because I have built this persona of um, very confident, um, not cocky, definitely confident. It took me it took me years to get to where I'm at, and I realized that through this experience, I'm like, holy shit. I'm still that that 17 year old little girl. Mm, I'm still mm. like there's still that insecurity that lies there. Um, and I know I said like, yo, let me know what you guys did. Hit hit the DMs. I want to converse. Let's talk about it. But like, if you hit me up with like, just ask. Fuck you. You don't think I didn't already think about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. We need to find an alternative. That's mm-hmm. what we're, we're that's what we're asking for. All right, let's close out this section and head over to our next section, which is... Ay, bendito. All right, let's dish right into it. This is Ay, bendito, where we get some uh, media headlines, local headlines, and we just we just dish about it, you know? Um, what you got, sis? You know, this bitch, Sharon, you know, I had a lot to say about her a couple weeks ago, whatever. <laughs> so since then, she <laughs> not, done left the talk. Not this bitch, Sharon. You know, Sharon. <laughs> um, so she, since that episode, she has left the talk. Um, I didn't really care to look into if they were, she was asked to leave or if she formally resigned or whatever the fuck. Don't care. She's trash. Um, as recently stated and called prince harry the poster boy of white privilege ma'am so what the fuck are your kids mm. Hmm? Mm. what what Shout is right. it you know she's dumb whatever i can't even fucking i just saw it and i was like she's annoying as fuck i can't like you should have kept your fucking mouth shut you'd still have a job <laughs> um dmx died we gotta oh, talk about that um you. uh the last episode i want to apologize if i came off a little bit uh insensitive because i felt like when i went home i was like damn because we were kind of like making fun like to, like who does hard drugs like oh and, we and did say is, that like yo we're uh, still doing hard drugs it that's is crazy still serious a serious thing um a lot of people do battle with addiction but i thought that the family had released that it didn't have anything to do with drugs so the whole the whole situation in the media has me fucked up because it's like they're saying that it doesn't have nothing to do with drugs but it was but confirmed. i feel like it takes a toll on your body after it was a, confirmed a that he years. overdosed that friday 
Uh, oh shit! And he overdosed that night, and that's oh, how he damn. ended up dying. Um, it was just sad to see because everyone knew he was gonna pass. Every media outlet kept posting every day that he passed, that he passed, that he passed, that he passed. And it's like y'all are so thirsty for a headline that y'all will literally just say whatever the fuck comes to your mind. Not even letting this family grieve. Not even letting them uh, process these emotions. Like, put yourself in DMX's family shoes, where it's like. You know, a loved one is passing away and everyone's just like confirming like he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. And it it was just sad to see. Um, I didn't think it was going to affect me the way that it did. I did feel a little bit off that day. Um, I think for a lot of us, we grew up, uh, you know, DMX is a staple to a lot of us, especially those of us who are hip hop heads and like really listen to rappers like that. Um, I. It wasn't to the point where I was like, oh, my God, I'm devastated. But I think it was just a reality for me where it's like we really are out here. And I think I said this on the last episode or I said this in a conversation recently. We really are out here losing, uh, you know, our, you know, for our generation, us who are in our 30s and, and, and older. We're losing so many of the people that we saw growing up entertaining us and um, giving us that. I did... <laughs> I had this moment where I was driving to the gym and I was listening to one of his songs, I think Where the Hood At or something like that. And um, the first verse was very homophobic. I never realized that. Which one? His, uh, his song Where the Hood At. He's like talking yes. about like. So I was going to ask you like, yo, <clears throat> like with all these people like, oh, cancel him, cancel him, cancel him. And then it's like the conversation of like, yo, that was just a different era. Not that it was OK. It has never it, been it, OK. And that's the thing. Um, it, it, I really just think it was just that. And for so many things, I feel like I agree with Charlemagne when he says, you know, we can't just go back and cancel th- people for things that they did 20 years ago. 20 years ago was 20 years ago. That was a different time. Right. You know what I'm saying? But can there we was. Help people accountable to make sure that they don't make the same mistakes for sure period uh i think it was a learning moment uh he did come out saying in a later interview you know that he doesn't know he no longer sees things like that he no longer views uh things like that and i think a lot of people back in the day probably felt that same way disgusted obviously with gay culture because it wasn't in their face it was very much a hidden thing um but you know we, we we live and we learn and and we move forward um I want to talk about Little Mama because she <laughs> had me fucked Jason up. Lee, she had Jason fucked all the I way up like, on Hollywood Unlocked. Gagging? Bro, <laughs> that shit had, the way he read her had me I I don't, I didn't see that. He said I, you would have to have a budding career in order for you to be canceled. <laughs> it sucks for me. It sucks for me because it puts me in a tough situation because I do love Little Mama. I do. But, baby girl, the things that you're saying, the, the way that you're going about things, Mamita. it's not the time. No. And I get it. I get it. You know, probably there are a lot of uh, heterosexuals who do feel like uh, they're not, their voices are not heard or whatever. Uh, but did you not... Uh, Understand that our whole lives as a gay male, our my whole life, heterosexuality was thrown in my face. And that was that is what is considered, uh, quote unquote, normal, um, which doesn't make any fucking sense. 
Um, but I don't know. Little Mama, you need to have a seat. Pay attention to your career. That's failing. Um, you did an amazing job with the TLC movie. I'm going to give you that credit. And that's what brought me back into you. Mm. There's a couple songs of yours that I know word by word because I really do fuck with Little Mama like that. But there are these moments in your career, baby girl, where you need a friend in your corner. <laughs> and, Yo, dead ass. and this was one of those moments. This alongside that VMA trash shit that you pulled during Jay-Z's performance baby girl, you need a friend in your corner or at least some good therapy sessions because what the fuck? Mamita. What the actual fuck? You about fuck? to creep up there, was Ilya Banks. Uh, a Banks is coming back out. I know DJ SJ's listening and I know he's <laughs> going to be happy. But A Banks is coming back out this summer with fan- Fantasy 2 or 3. Um, you know, I-, I live for A Banks music, period. She may be crazy, but her music, like, it really does does something to me. Um, and also Kanye West and Kim Kardashian broke up officially. Oh, um, there, he wants, he wants to custody. date an artist now, uh, um, because he wants someone who understands more of the mentality of, I was like, uh, what you need to date is a therapist because yeah. you need some therapy. I'm sick. Um, you haven't healed. Kanye West is one of those great examples of people who experience trauma and just decide, okay, I'm going to keep moving forward. That's not always the answer. Sometimes you got to unpack some shit and work through some shit. And you can't tell me that you've healed just because you're releasing a uh, quote unquote Christian music now. Suck a dick. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Um, one more thing. Uh, the mayoral race uh, for for Lawrence has began. Um, and it was announced that Brian De Pena, William Lantigua and Vilma Martinez Dominguez have all announced, uh, according to Eagle Tribune, um, have all announced their intentions to seek the city's top uh, office since papers became available on April 5th. The November 2nd uh, municipal election will be the first election since former Daniel Rivera departed the city for a state job at mass development. What's happened? Let me not. Let me not. I don't know who's listening. A primary election is planned for September 21st. Um, So y'all better go out there and vote. Um, You know, I don't know how everyone feels about these candidates. I don't know enough. I know Lantigua personally. He's like very close friends with my family. So I will not speak negative about it. But um, yeah, y'all better get out. Y'all better get informed and go go out there and go vote because things can go left really quick. Um, Yeah. And I wanted to talk about one more thing. Um, the Bachelor <laughs> that came out being gay. Oh, damn. Uh, I am just so, can I just say I'm just so tired of The Bachelor, first and foremost. Uh, the show is clearly racist. Uh, it's clearly looking for a storyline right now. And I guarantee you, I want to put money on this, that in the next few seasons, this man will come back and be the first gay Bachelor and they will have a fucking shit show right now. Like, uh, everything on TV is planned. I I don't believe that this man went on there. And then he comes out saying that, like, he was confused and that's why he was... See, like, you met these people's families. You got them on television. 
you got okay. these poor women. And for the women that apply for these shows, like, what are we? What are we doing? It's 2021. What Didn't are we still doing? Didn't you get a DM from some representative from Boston for like right. married at first sight or something like right. that? Right. And I I applied and then they sent me the, the email and I was like, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're, good. Just, we're not kidding. going down this road because I want to get on a TV show. I applied for The Circle as well. I applied the for the, the Circle is a, a, a show on Netflix. Um, it's a social media uh, game show. It's pretty cool. Um, if you're bored and you need something in the background, you can watch it. Um, and I've also been to real world auditions three times and I have not made it on. Mm. But you have to, like what? Yeah, there's actual auditions like it's crazy. These things are crazy. Um, but, you know, I'm just I'm looking for a come up anyways. Um, let's close this section out and head over. Wait, wait. Can we talk about how Bad Bunny is selling tickets for $500 to $1,000 for his concerts? And y'all are going to go pay it? Y'all are wild. Y'all are wild. That's all I'm going to say. Whoever's going to a Bad Bunny concert, may you may you send the footage. I'll wait for the YouTube uh, videos to pop up. I am not paying $500 to sit in the audience like a basic-ass bitch while my fucking car insurance hasn't got paid because I wanted to go to a Bad Bunny concert. That's why I'm period on period. Yo, what? Okay, first of all, can we talk about Mark Anthony's concert? Me and my cousins. Yo, Mike. So we were very COVID safe. We were outside by the fire. We oh, sat that, apart. That was recent. I thought that, that was, was a last throwback. night, bro. I thought that was a throwback. No, that was last night. We were all set up. She even bought, my cousin got a projector. She bought um, a screen. So we sat outside in her backyard and we had it ready, queued up for the concert so oh. we could enjoy. We had our medallas. You know, we was playing Mark Anthony's music before the concert. Bro, it never happened. Wait, wait, wait. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? So they were having technical difficulties. So at like eight, they released like, oh, sorry, technical difficulties, blah, 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 blah. The because gag. Yeah. And then it never happened. So come to find out People today, they're, yeah, it was like $42. It was $42 for a virtual con- a concert that people paid for. Did they for. refund? So... There's an option to get it refunded or they're going to have it. They're going to have YouTube. They're going to go through YouTube tonight. So, oh, God. My, um, hopefully my cousin gets her money back. And then on top of that, what we're going to do is we're not going to watch it tonight. So we're going to still make an event out of it. And we'll probably do it like next weekend. Because we ma- she made buffalo chicken dip. We made patelitos. Like wow. we was re- we, bro, we were ready. Like mind you, th- like my poor cousin has been like stuck in her house with her three kids for like ever. And then we finally like got to get together again. Um, because we had been doing Zoom dates. So me and my cousins finally got to go over and like hang out with each other. And we were like so hyped about that. I mean, we still had a great time, just like talking shit, laughing or whatever. But it just like sucked that we didn't get to like. That did so suck. we ended up putting on an old concert from like 2012. We watched that for a little bit. That was cute. Yeah, it was cute. All right, y'all. Let's close this out and head over to our next section, which is. Before we get into all that, let's take a break. Caldero Talk. Welcome, welcome, welcome to welcome Caldero Talk. And this is the part of the show where it is the meaty topic, what we want to talk about. For those of you who don't know, within the Latin community, when you are mixing things in a caldero, it's because you're going to feed a lot of people. We like to think we're feeding your souls, your minds, your bodies, everything. Yes. So this is where we're at with that part of the show, mi gente. And Come so this topic, we're going to talk about. With that about, introduction for Caldero motherfucking twig. it's been a while. I missed the mic. I okay. Like, mm-hmm. You know, this... I like other mics, but this one's my favorite. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, so my topic. <laughs> I can't. I drank this WAP inspired peachy beer from the 
Pickett River Brewery, mm-hmm. Pickett River, um, <laughs> and I'm don't know how to act. <laughs> she also don't know how to uh, how she gonna finish that because uh, it, it, it should be a lot. it should be tart. <laughs> it's a little tart, but it's also probably because it's warm. Because when it was cool, it did taste a little bit more refreshing. It's yeah, been for there sure. for this a few days. This is definitely a summer drink. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's. What? I'm just saying, we giving them free promo. Oh, right. Let's cut the check. Y'all We're gotta cut a check. About it. Um, anyways, so. <laughs> cut a check. <laughs> anyways, so today's topic, we're going to talk about disappointment and different points in our life when we have felt disappointed, whether it be with a person or, you know, just the universe or just how life is working out in its totality. Um, talk close to the mic. So I just <laughs> think that, my bad. <laughs> I, I space out and move away from the mic for some reason. I don't. Mm. Uh, so there's that. So um, do you want to start? Disappointment? Yes. I know you're a dancer. So like auditions and stuff like that. That's disappointment. Uh, you know, how do you. How do I deal with disappointment? How do you deal with it? Um, I feel like when I'm disappointed, I obviously get aggravated first. Uh, that's my first emotion that I feel where it's like you weren't expecting that, but you kind of already knew it was going to happen. Um, especially like with auditions and stuff. I don't think I've ever been disappointed at at an audition um, because I feel like with dance, you get out what um, you get back, what you give in. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you're not giving 100 percent of your time or 90 percent of your time or 80 percent of your time to dance, don't expect amazing results. You know, and I feel like throughout the years, I've kind of learned that. And that could be the reason why I didn't move as quickly as others towards a career with dance. Um, I will say with friendships, I have had a lot of disappointments. Um, Now, how do I deal with disappointment now? I will say I kind of just brush things off, you know, where it's like I don't. I don't want to allow myself the time to soak in a negative space or negative energy off of the expectations that I had of you because I've kind of just had a clear understanding that we cannot expect anything from anybody. Mm. So it's like, even though you tell me you're going to do this for me, you're going to, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm more of an action type of person. So I want to see how you're moving. And if you're just not moving the way that I agree with, then I just got to keep moving my way. Um, But I feel like when it comes to things do I get mad? Yes, I'm human. Mm-hmm. Um, do I soak in it and hold it against you? No. I mean, every every friend that I have right now, again, in my life, um, I've been extremely aggravated at. I've been extremely disappointed with, mm-hmm. as they have been with me, um, you know, for reasons that we don't need to get into. But right. I think that We're not here for that. <laughs> in a level, uh, you know, like I said a few episodes back, uh, you know, I w- in the beginning of the quarantine, there was a level of time. I mean, there was an amount of time that I got to sit down and really think about things and really process a lot of emotions that I have uh, hidden for so long, including disappointment. Um, and I've got to understand, of le- you know, like we all fuck up. And that's okay. Mm. Uh, we need to do a little bit better with the way that we react towards those fuck ups and not take it so personal all the time. Because one thing that I always try to remember is I don't know what the fuck you're going through. Mm. I can't judge you and be like, well, what the fuck? That It's not always about me as much as I would love it to be. It's not always about me. Um, 
sometimes it really is just you're going through some shit. And I've been in that place. I've been I've been a shitty ass person to a lot of people. Um, and I know I've been a disappointment to a lot of people, but I, I just I always ask, don't hold it against me. Um, I'm always working towards being a better me. And I guess that's how I kind of like try to see it when it comes down to people disappointing me, because I'm like, yeah, just do better next time. Now, now, if I give you a chance and I and, I, you know, we reconnect and whatever and you're still doing the you're same still shit, you're still. Shit. Yeah. Then that's when I start to be like, OK, this is a different level of disappointment. Now it's becoming a whole level of, you know, I, I really can't fuck with you. I just can't fuck with you. People are, people be different. I think for me, um, well, I think about disappointment, and it's because it happened to me recently, which is what sparked the topic. Um, I was talking to Ruben before we we hit record, and you know, when it comes to disappointment, I I don't get mad anymore. I don't get sad because, like Ruben you know, touched upon, it's like, how many times can you say the same, how many times can you say the same thing before you have to um, remove yourself from the situation, mm. you know? And it's like, I can no longer control someone else's actions, but I can control my reaction to what they've done. And I'll, again, this is one of those things that we can talk uh, talk about at a later date. Um, in depth because I think this is this is one of those things that happens so often and there's a level of guilt mm. um, that comes with choosing yourself and being like you know what you are doing me a disservice because you're not compre- comprehending you can listen the, I've said this in the past there's one thing there's there's a difference between listening and comprehending. Mm-hmm. You can listen to what I said, but did you understand yeah. what I was saying? So if you continue to disappoint me, is that you weren't understanding. I'm going to give you another chance, and I'm going to make sure you comprehend this time. Your mm-hmm. comprehension skills are lacking. I'm going to work with you on it. But at some point, you have to choose yourself. And it sounds crazy, and I've been preaching this since season one. Like Nobody I, understands I cut thing. off family for less. I don't. A lot of you, our listeners, I don't think y'all know that I. You guys know that I have a brother who passed away. I don't think you guys know that I have an older sister. I don't speak on her. Um, we don't click, you know. And we have not spoken, and I think we're going on about four years now. Um, and and I don't say that with pride, like when people be like, "Yo, I ain't spoken to somebody," right, and somebody right. like, like it's like it's a it's a medal of honor. It's not a medal of honor. If I had it my way, my family would be copacetic. We'd be good to go. Um, however. There is a level of trauma and toxicity that has taken place that hasn't warranted for us to heal. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but I know I've made peace with not having a relationship with that particular sister. However, the sister that I do communicate with, she's leaning towards that too, you know, um... And these are things that I've said before. I know that she listens to the episode. These are things that she's never heard me say before. Um, so I don't have a problem speaking on these things. And there is a level of disappointment that she time and time again shows me. Um, and it used to hurt. I used to get really sad. I used to get really angry. And now I'm at the point where I'm accepting it. But I'm no longer tolerating it. Hmm. And... Let me explain. I, again, I've accepted the fact that she's not going to change. 
So in order to benefit myself and choose me, I'm not going to tolerate it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, keep her at an arm's length away. I love my sister. I do. But I've told her time and time again, I don't like her. I'd rather be liked than loved, to be honest. Because when you like someone, you want to work towards things. When you love someone, it's like you're tolerating them. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I tell all the time, like, yo, listen, if, if we weren't related, we wouldn't be friends. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't mesh as friends. I know that we wouldn't. Um, and again, I love her, but there are just some attributes. And I'm not perfect in any way, shape, or form. And this is just me speaking off of, you know, a, a, a quick incident that happened that I was like, it, it, it triggered me. Um, and I realized that I went back into um, back to the this streets. insecure uh, space um, that I don't live in anymore. So she's my kryptonite. She puts me in that space. And I've told her that. Uh, my mother and my sister are my kryptonite. They they unlock. Uh, I'm, not a, I, I, I'm not that typical crazy Puerto Rican. I don't be wild and I'm not like that. They unlock that part of my brain. And it's it, it, I don't like that they hold that much power. But in the disappointment, it's just like, damn, yo. Like, just when I think things are going good, I get my hopes up. Like, oh, we good. Like, you know, we communicating, we X, Y, and Z. And then we go right back into the same shit. And I'm like... It's Am a never-ending pattern. It's an, it, and, and, and it's it's toxic. And it's draining. I just, I'm in a toxic relationship with my sister, and it's not, it's not okay, you know. And and again, maybe I don't know. She had suggested family therapy the other day, and I was like, you know, remember that one time that I was at a really old, like low, low, low point in my life, and I suggested family therapy, therapy, and every single one of you laughed at me when I suggested it. That's crazy. I'm still open to it. I just want you to remember. Then when I suggested it, y'all laughed at me. So, baby, I'm going to come through with a journal full of shit I need to say. If it ever goes through and we have, you might need to have cops on standby because I don't know how it's about to go. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just that there's one person that I hit up when, um, you know, I I have those, like those those old feelings come up because she gets it. Like this this person understands it. She she knows where I'm coming from with it. I don't have to go into too much depth because she understands. She's seen the hurt um, that this disappointment causes me. And she's been a, what's the word I'm looking for? A safe haven for me anytime that those old feelings come up. And, um, it's the same, and it's the same thing. It's the same thing with my mom. Y'all know I stay joking about this, but there's a level of disappointment that I experience every single time I try to have a conversation with my mom. Because it's mm. like I'm trying to be open minded. Yeah. I see the relationship that she has with my sister. Like I see it, and I'm like, it would be nice if I had that. And then it's like I try to make some headway, and then I get treated like I'm somebody off the motherfucking streets. Mm. Like you haven't been raising me my entire life. Like, it gets yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's just that that. I'm at a point where I, I'm okay the day that I have to walk away and say I'm done. I, it's almost like I can see the finish line and I'm trying to get to it. And again, by no means, me and them, I'm proud of it. I'm only speaking on my experience because I feel like there is maybe somebody or there's multiple people that might need to hear that it is okay to choose you no matter what because the disappointment will constantly eat away at you if you do not remove yourself from the situation. If you know that there's something better for you and there are other people that are going to do better by you, then by all means, step away to make sure that you can achieve that level of happiness that you want to get to because this whole, and this is the whole premise of this fucking show is like, 
talking about things that are taboo, you know? Like, some of you are going to be like, damn, she's talking about her family. Yes. I've never not spoken about my family. Has the maturity over the seasons occurred in the way that I speak about my family? A thousand percent. Season one, I was like, yo, fuck these motherfuckers. Now, this time, I'm like, all right, let me give a fuck about their feelings a little bit. Mm. Um, there's a level of maturity that has happened over the last four seasons. Um when I think back to how I would speak about family before versus now, and now I'm choosing myself. So either you're going to act right or get left. And, and one thing that I always like remember uh, that you really like showed me is like uh, sp- speak your, how can I say this? Uh, like be upfront with your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like be, be upfront with your expectations. Mm. And if people don't meet your expectations, then you have to, let it go. Like, that's just period. And I and I practice that now uh, with my with my friendships, especially because it's like I'm being very clear with what I want, what I'm doing. Um, if you can't respect it, then by all means, then we got to we got to cut this. You know, we got to let it go um, to avoid the level of disrespect and disappointment, because mm-hmm. um, I feel like when when you're not clear with your intentions and you're not clear with what you're expecting at first you're going to get disappointment, you know? And to avoid that, I'm just clear with it from jump. And it might come off a little bit rude, you know, because I've been, yo, you're coming off way too strong, but I'm letting you know. So there is no other way for you to maneuver around it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and I will say to what you're saying, uh, before my father passed away, uh, we stopped talking. And, um, you know, I think about six to seven years went by where we didn't speak at all. And the last memory that I have of my father is him calling me right there on Union Street, um, South Union Street. Mm -hmm. And he's like asking me to come over to the car to speak with him. And And I was just like, no, because not because I was so stuck up in my pride, but because I refused at 18 years old to let anybody tell me that I need to be treated differently or I need to be looked at differently or I'm a disappointment or I'm anything just because of my sexuality. And if that's how you feel and that's how you've ever felt, then I cannot be around that. I've never surrounded myself around people who are going to treat me different because of my choice, my personal way of living my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will say I've experienced disappointment with family numerous and numerous times. Still to this day, there yeah. are people that say things and I'm just like, wow, like I, I, I thought higher of you. I thought more of you. Um, but this is this is the way that you act. It's just like when someone disappoints you and you let them know that you're disappointed, it's the shock. Like this, like the, the audacity of me to express to you that I'm disappointed in either your actions or your words. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it's so, ugh, it's so redundant. Me and they want to tell you I'm fucking over talking about the same shit to people. I'm, I'm over it. Like, I don't even, I don't even want to explain it anymore. Like, I'm good. Like, I just, I peep game and I act accordingly. Period. You know? And, and I, I've always said I'm a very socially, I'm, a, I'm introverted. I'm very so I could be so very socially awkward at some points and and things like that. And if y'all can believe me or not, but trust and believe, if you meet me in person, I am not calm, cool, and collected. Like I might look it, but I'm dying on the inside. Um, so the fact that like 
I'm able to articulate or communicate when something is not okay and you know that that took a lot out of me to be able to even address those things and nothing's changed I don't I don't I don't owe you an explanation mm. anymore like True. I'm like that's it you can't claim you know me but then there's no what is that saying it's um I see it on, on Instagram all the time and or even Facebook but I see the meme all the time and it's like basically change if you if the behavior doesn't change that's just a form of manipulation mm-hmm. it's not along those lines mm-hmm. and I think for survival mode, there's a certain level of manipulation that you have to know how to have it to survive. Mm-hmm. But if you're not in survival mode, what's the manipulation for? It's almost narcissistic. Mm. And that is very common amongst a lot of people. Mm. But anyways, Mijita, let us know who's disappointed you. How have you navigated that? Um, I, I'm spe- you know, I've spoken from a very personal point of view. You know, Ruben spoke about, you know, dancing and, you know, what that disappointment might look like, if at all. Um, but again, we always we always enjoy conversations in the DMs and we can get to them, understand we have full time jobs. Um, hmm. So sometimes we might we might see it. Full time jobs. And we're both running the same page. So like sometimes activity. I'll open something and forget to get back to it or Ruben open it. And I, I never saw it or whatever. But like we enjoy having conversations with you. We enjoy being able to continue these conversations um, after you've hit stop or after this episode has ended for you and if you ever feel inclined to dm us to have that conversation to have it continue again we look forward to it um we encourage it uh just seeing different points of views and if you have ever felt that level of disappointment or anything like that we would love to hear from you all righty y'all with all that being said let's head over to our last section of the show which is All righty, all righty, all righty. Yep. This is the last part of the show. We're going to give you guys some little affirmations, some quotes, and um, any shout-outs if we have, any announcements. And, yeah, close this off. Uh, you want to start us off? For affirmations. Uh, they get fur. For affirmations. Fur. 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 Uh, for affirmations, I would definitely say choose you. And I think that's been the theme on all my affirmations recently. Choose you every time, cause don't nobody know you like you know you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, I'm going to say, stop complaining. Mm. Nobody cares. Work harder. And that's literally been where my mindset has been for the past, I would say, two weeks, mm. where I feel like I want to just open up and complain to people and like oh my god oh my god and i just keep telling myself stop complaining nobody fucking cares work harder grind harder grind harder because the only way out is through yep and i can't cheat it so it's like yeah um i want to give a quick shout out to lisi uh we we held our first unplugged um this was very exciting for me i got to set it up and and fully take Full force on it. Um, it was an amazing uh, night. Um, we we got to hear a lot of her uh, work acoustically. I know a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people, a few people have reached out to me saying that I should continue uh, doing this with the space that we have. Um, I don't know about all that because um, it was a lot of motherfucking work. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
yeah, it was cute. And I definitely would like to do something else um, that I'm currently thinking about. So, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to collab on anything, hit me up, hit me up, hit me up. As long as you are, um, you know, you're worth it, then I have no problem doing it. Um, other than that, you have any channels? No. Okay. Alrighty, so my name is Rosales and I'm blasting off. And I'm Nina Montañez. Stay blessed, mi gente. Oh, Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.